Salam Salam from Boulder. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from Thursday, the 3rd of February, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. It seems like there's a breakthrough in the north, and it feels like the tension is about to die down as the Tigray People's Liberation Front, or TPLF's chairman, Dr. Debration Jeber Michael, unveiled via the BBC that indirect negotiations with the central government have started. The UN, the African Union, and the neighboring country Kenya are facilitating these negotiations. Debration said that there are signs of hope and that the TPLF will look for a peaceful resolution of the conflict. BBC did not contact representatives of the federal government. This comes after a member of the diaspora community that was at a closed meeting with the Prime Minister, Dr. Abiy Ahmed, revealed on Tuesday, the 25th of January, that the Prime Minister said that the government will negotiate with the TPLF. The spokesperson of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs Ambassador, Dina Mufti, denied these claims. He reiterated that the TPLF is still designated by law as a terrorist organization, and that the government has never said that it will talks with a terrorist organization. Speaking of the Prime Minister, he was in the United Arab Emirates capital, Abu Dhabi, this past week and met with UAE's Deputy Commander of Defense and Crown Prince of Abu Dhabi, Saki Mohammed bin Zayed al Nayyan. The two spoke on efforts to resolve the conflict in the north and create a peaceful East Africa. Saki Muhammad also expressed his best wishes for peace, stability, and the unity of Ethiopia. He also thanked the Ethiopian government for condemning the terrorist attack in the UAE that took place a few weeks ago. Prime Minister Abiy headed to Abu Dhabi together with the Minister of Defense Dr. Abraham Bele and the National Intelligence and Security Service Director Tamiskin Tarune. You'll remember from a couple weeks ago that Addis Ababa was chosen as the host of the African Union's 35th Leaders Summit. The summit will be held this Saturday on the 5th of February. Ministers of Foreign Affairs of several African nations have touched down in Addis and took part in the 40th Exclusive Council meeting. COVID's impact on the continent, the Agenda 2063, and other topics were raised at the meeting. The Council also talked over what issues are to be dealt with in the Leaders' Summit. The World Food Program, or WFP, issued a report this last week on the imminence of hunger in Tigray, Amhara, and Afar regions. In Tigray, the report said that 40% of people in the region are suffering from a lack of food and 83% have problems with food insurance. In Amhara, in the past five months, hunger has doubled and because of this 14% of children under five and one-third of mothers that recently gave birth and that are now breastfeeding are suffering from malnourishment. And in Afar, 28% of children under five years old don't have access to a balanced diet. The WFP's report concluded that more than 9 million people in the northern Ethiopia need food aid. Speaking of donations, the International Red Cross Committee, or ICRC, has revealed that for the first time since last September, it has delivered medical supplies to the Tigray region. The committee said that the medical products and equipment will be provided to the health facilities that have been severely damaged during the conflict. The organization also added that more flights for the delivery of medical supplies are scheduled. The ICRC said that it will make donations to the Amhara and Afar regions as well. Save the Children is also helping out, but in the southern parts of the country. The organization's manager for the south of Ethiopia, Dr. Hailu Tesfe, said that Save the Children is feeding around 90,000 students in 136 schools throughout the Amoria Southern and Sidama regions.
The manager said that more kids are coming to school and that students' results have been improved since the implementation of the program. We've got more news on charity. The U.S. government said on the 26th of January that it will invest 10 billion burr, which is more than 200 million U.S. dollars via the U.S. Agency of International Development, or USAID, in order to improve the lives of more than 400,000 people in Oromia region through the Safety Net program. The U.S. AID said that it has spent around 60 billion burr, which is around $1.2 billion, on similar programs since 2015. The total amount that the U.S. AID has spent on Ethiopia in the past five years has gone up 220 billion burr, or more than $4.4 billion U.S. dollars. The agency says that these donations are made to help Ethiopians live healthier and more prosperous lives. But that's not all in Ethiopia and the U.S. The U.S. ambassador to Ethiopia, Jida Passi, has announced that she has retired on Monday, the 31st of January. Ambassador Passi assigned to the post temporarily to Tracy Ann Jacobson. Jacobson has served in various countries as ambassador to the U.S. and as assistant secretary of state for international organization affairs. New cases of COVID in Ethiopia are on the low and have fallen further from the previous week's 3,000 to this week's 2,000. But we've got news on vaccines and new regulations. The U.S. donated more than 1.5 million doses of Pfizer vaccines, while European countries jointly donated 13 million Johnson & Johnson vaccines through the COVAX initiative. The Addis Ababa Transport Bureau has issued a directive which requires public transportation service providers to maintain the hygiene of their vehicles. It also requires drivers and passengers to wear a mask. So, if you're a driver, make sure that you have your mask on. Otherwise, you'll be fined 1,000 burr, that's 20 US dollars, and you'll have to pay an additional 500 burr or 10 US dollars if your passenger isn't wearing one. The Minister of Education, Professor Bruhanu Nega, revealed plans to build 50 high schools that will only admit students with outstanding results. The schools are going to be built in all 11 regions of the country and will admit students based on merit and their results on the 8th grade nationwide exams. Professor Buhanu said that these schools will be centers of excellence that will teach and incubate the next generation of leaders. The ministry did not say when the construction for these schools will start or end. Ethio Telecom revealed a six-month report this past week. The report states that the company has earned a satisfactory amount of profits. 28 billion burr, or more than half a billion U.S. dollars over the past six months alone. However, it did not meet its target as this figure represents 86% of the expected revenue. Still, this is an improvement because last year the company reached less than 80% of its target. From services that were sold in foreign currency, there was a total revenue of about 75 million US dollars. That's 89% of its target. But it wasn't all good news as the company lost around 3.6 billion burr or 72 million US dollars and has had accidents and interruptions in more than 3,000 of its mobile stations and towers because of the conflict in the north. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Help us avoid ads by telling your friends about us. Like Princess Leah said, Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcasts at Rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Rorschach Ethiopia. Ciao.